0: Welcome to the Better Call Daddy Show. This is Big Daddy. Oh my God, that's hysterical. More stories you are not going to believe.
1: And advice that you didn't know that you needed.
0: Five stars. Five and a
1: half stars.
0: We're creating a legacy one call at a time. Here comes my
1: daddy. Your problem is, is that you like me.
0: Uh Papa. My dad is my hero.
1: Always be there to take your call, and you'll never be in too much trouble if your dad is around.
0: Oh, boy.
1: I think I'm a pretty cool dude.
0: Better call daddy. The safe space for controversy. This is your host, Rena Friedman Watts.
2: No, this is your host, Celia Watts. More inspirational stories, more daddy drama, and more laughs.
1: Hey, a lot of these things, I don't know where you're getting them from. It sounds like they're coming from when I look in the mirrors. Damn the public. Damn the public.
0: (laughs) Today, I am writing my personal anthem, Power Song. I'm going to explain why Better Call Daddy, how to put together a song, and how to collaborate with Lowry Olofsson. Lowry, welcome.
2: Where I landed with this whole you know, better call daddy thing is like, you know, why would you call daddy? Does that mean that you're codependent or that you can't make your own decisions? Or, you know, obviously that's not where we're going. To me, better call daddy is, he's a person who, like I, I put in one of my notes, who your daddy is for you is that he sees you at your best. He holds this vision of you. Like he sees all the potential and the possibility and he's kind of the real yes and guy, right? Definitely. Yeah. And so what that would mean for you, if you didn't have a daddy, would mean better call in my higher self, the the version, the part of me that sees me at my best, that is at my best. And, you know, so, you know, things aren't going well, better call daddy well. You know, that's like, okay, I need to call in who I really am and my strength. And
0: you know, I love that. that. Kind of that's definitely true. Yeah. What's interesting too, even yeah. about the presentation is that they wanted me to speak about yes and. They know that I took Second City training and they wanted me to kind of explain what yes and is. Right. So that definitely yeah. fits in with that.
2: Well, totally. That's exactly what daddy is.
0: My daddy is my yes and.
2: Yeah. One other thing that I wanted to say, I listened to a bunch of the, to those songs that you sent me and that I kind of wrote some ideas around them. But the one that, I, that really resonated for me was the, the four non-blondes.
0: Really? I love that song. Like, if I were to do karaoke, that would be one of them.
2: Okay, well, because they do this thing.
0: And so, when I'm
2: lying, and so you know, I wrote this thing that went, this would just be to get us going. Better call daddy. Daddy, better call daddy because daddy knows best. Better call daddy till you just better call daddy. You know, we don't have to steal the melody, but to me, it's like it's a real ear- earworm and that kind of. Better call It's super happy, super, you know, lifting and stuff like that. So, you know, I played with, with the rock and roll thing and I, and I really didn't think the Tori Amos thing worked and I didn't really think the Pixies thing worked much, but that one just felt like magic to me.
0: I love that song. Cool. Still after okay. all of these years.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, when we go, maybe we can kind of use that as our seed idea when we go to write. Okay, okay cool. I like okay, that. Okay, so I'm all yours. <laughs> all right,
0: yeah, take me back to the beginning.
2: Okay, back to the beginning. I've been doing music since I was a kid. I've loved music since I was a kid. My mom was a piano teacher and we and my dad played sax. In those days, I'm, you know, I'm a lot older than you, but in those days, we had stereos, you know, so there was some listening to music, but the generation my parents came from, there were no stereos really, maybe old cylinder records and stuff. And so everybody had a violin, every home had a piano and everybody played more and so that was kind of my parents generation and, and so my family was super musical we we all played piano I started piano at like five and but even before that I was like imitating my dad whistled all the time I was in imitating meadowlarks in the backyard you know learning to whistle yes yeah, so we you know sing songs around the piano and and music was just like it was nonstop in our house and I, I just loved it
0: what kind of songs do you remember singing?
2: Well, you know, originally it was, they played a lot of traditional old songs like British folk songs, stuff like that. But they would play, I mean, my mom was sort of had the classical thing going and they had, she played at church too. Kind of like show tunes to some degree. They would have liked musicals and stuff like that. They were a little bit snobby. They didn't really like, they loved songs. They, I remember one time this young, girl came on the Ed Sullivan show and she was singing a love song. And Mum thought it was like, you know, too bad. She's singing one of those kinds of songs, or, you know, something, but anyway, and I remember when the Beatles came out and I was about nine watching them on Ed Sullivan in 1963. So it tells you how old I am. And I mean, they were instantly infectious and we were all, we went home singing, she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and And by then I think I'd already. Maybe I hadn't started playing guitar, but I had, I think I had started to play guitar as well. And I'd quit piano and I'd started violin. So, you know, there's lots of music going on, but I was, I was really taken with the idea of having uh, an instrument. I didn't have to practice, right. Cause I hated practicing piano or practicing violin every day. It took the joy out of it. It was just, it was awful to me. And yet, you know, with guitar, I could, nobody cared if I played or not. And I played all the time and you could sing and play. And and then I started writing my own songs when I was around 11. And that was super cool because you could do it, but also because everybody, everybody would cheer and you'd get all this adulation for it, you know. Yeah, so I just kept doing music. I did. A lot of folk kind of Peter, Paul and Mary type Bob Dylan stuff, you know, as I was getting older and then all through high school, I was putting on coffee houses in high school so that I could play and my friends could play and we had different groups and I was writing lots of songs. So I've been doing music forever.
0: What did your parents think of all of that?
2: Well, they loved it that I played. They were super encouraging. My mom got cancer when I was about eight I guess, or seven. And she was sick for five years. And then, you know, she died when I was 12. So she wasn't as present in the thing. She was home a lot, though. And she was certainly encouraging. And she had limited energy, you know, relatively speaking. But, you know, even through that, I still kind of remember, it seemed like we still had sing songs around the piano when people would come. And maybe that would be like, on a good day or something like that, you know?
0: Oh, my gosh. I am so sorry yeah. about your mom. I cannot imagine at such a young age going through that.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's just one of those things. Hey, whatever. Kids just roll with whatever comes along. And it wasn't really discussed. You know, it was kind of one of those things where nobody even... I, I felt kind of ripped off. I, I wrote a song about it later that nobody ever said, well, look, your mom's going to die. You know, it should have been obvious. I mean, she was practically a skeleton. Well, she was literally a skeleton in an oxygen tent by the time she... She died the day that she died. I remember my grandparents used to come and stay. And she said, my grandmother, we got this call from the hospital and grandma says, oh, we got to go. We have to go to the hospital. I said, why? And she said, she's going to go. And I said, what do you mean she's going to go? And she's like, she's going to die. And I'm like, what? You know, and it was like obvious, right? But it was like the first time anybody had actually put that in words. Like that was how they did it in those days.
0: Those are some hard words to hear.
2: Well, exactly. And, and, you know, it's just like, we handle things so much better than that now. <laughs> you know, thank God for that. Yeah, so that was and then when I was about 15, I said to my dad, you know, I I want to be I've decided I want to be a songwriter. And dad said, Well, that's great that you like music, Lowry, but it's not much of a way to make a living. And so that kind of dashed it for me. And And I kept writing songs and, you know, but I was kind of half-hearted about, I didn't really kind of get behind it and stuff like that. And, but I kept writing songs and I kept doing it, but in this kind of like one foot in, one foot out kind of thing until I was about 28. And then this, this friend of mine was doing this, some kind of goal setting course. And he sat me down and he said, what do you want to do with your life? You know, and, and I didn't want to answer it. I didn't want to admit to myself, let alone to him. And finally, he just coaxed it out in me. And I said, well, I I want to be a singer. I want to tour. I want to do albums. So I want to, you know, record. And instead of a response like my dad, he said, well, what would you have to do? You know, what what would you have to do to make that happen? And it's like, well, again. I'd have to write some songs, some more songs. And so I started setting these goals to, you know, do half a night of all original songs at the local venue in Vancouver. And then I did that. And then it's kind of like, OK, next goal is to have enough originals to do a full night by myself. And I did that. And, you know, I started playing out and I set a goal to play it at the Vancouver Folk Festival, which is, you know, hard to get into. And to this day, I still haven't played there. I probably stopped applying, actually. And eventually I did, you know, my first album, but it took me till I was like 37 years old to record my first album. Then I got real serious and I started churning them out. I did nine albums over, well, the first four or five I did like every year or two I was doing an album. And then When I had a child, it slowed down a little bit and stuff like that. But, you know, as an independent, you could tour all over the world. I played in Australia, New Zealand and Europe and all over Canada and the States. And I became real clear that I only wanted to play listening venues. I wouldn't play in bars or restaurants. I went through a period where I did that and learned real fast. That was not for me because it was so much about connecting with people and, you know, having these songs that I was spending so much time writing, having them heard. And opening people's hearts and ha- having them affect people and connecting them to, you know, to their, their hearts and their own stories and, and inspiring them. And, you know, it was kind of like therapy I and mean, my music's always been, which is kind of funny because, you know, that's kind of what that is what power songs are. They're totally about empowering people. It's a tool to, you know, to help you manifest the life that you want and to get out of that sort of self-doubt and all the limiting beliefs and the, the ways that we sabotage the lives that we have and, and to declare and to use your voice and say this is who i am and this is what i stand for this is what i want this is what i want my life to look like so i love the coaching aspect of helping somebody you know create a song that's a statement that says this is i'm declaring i'm not wishing you know i could be loved or i could have you know wealth or that it's like i'm declaring i this is me I am who I am who I am
0: okay so at 28 you decided what you want to do and then at 37 was your first album talk to me about that period of time between 28 and 37
2: like I said the you know the initial goals were about really doing what I wanted to do kind of on my own terms so I was writing songs that would be appropriate for you know a folk festival type audience, an audience that wanted to grow and learn, and you know that was really into the music. But it wasn't really there was no money in it, and you know every time you did a show, it was basically you know you get nothing, or you'd have to come pay the band out of your own pocket if you had a you know if you if you did a self presents concert, right. So then somebody says, well, Larry, you're never going to make music doing original stuff like just, you know, get a drum machine and some backing tapes and just start playing the bars. And that's where the money is. And so I did. And I I was doing this top. I had an agent. I was doing top 40 stuff in in these bars. And I just like I just hated it because nobody was listening. All they wanted to do was talk over whatever song play me and Bobby McGee so we can so we don't have to listen because we've already heard it. it like it was. Even though I was, it helped me as a songwriter because I was learning new chord changes and I was learning styles of music that I might not have played as a kind of a navel-gazing songwriter or a folk singer, it was not a happy experience. The bars, people smoked, I'd come home and I'd have to have a shower before I could even go to bed and, and it paid pretty well. Like that was the thing and I wasn't really good at it. You know, some guys are really good. They're great entertainers and they're fun and they're, you know, doing all that stuff. I wasn't fun and I was really judgmental and critical. And and so it was like, I was just the wrong guy for this stuff. The crowning night I think was when I got booked in this room, it was like a lounge adjacent to a big room. So there was like a band in the big room and there's a window between the lounge and that. And I'm in the lounge underneath the TV on a stage the hockey games on i have no lights in me and there's you know nobody hardly in the place three guys at the bar you know watching the game and i'm like nobody wants me nobody wants me there's no point in me being there and i'm being well paid so i'm just like this is this is done but but actually the crowning achievement was because i believe so much in serendipity and the universe kicking in right i played a gig a wedding with a friend of mine and was again well paid but it was this really awful experience where the the parents of the bride and groom, no, the parents of one of the parents were divorced and they hated each other. And there was like, we were in the middle. They were, request this and play this now and do this thing. And we weren't even very good. I, and it was just like, oh my God. And finally that thing was over. At the end of the night, there, nobody paid us. It's like, oh, I thought they had the money. It's like, nobody's got the money. These guys are totally rich. I, and then I went to drive away I, and I had this this suitcase with all, all my my karaoke, my backing tracks, right? That we played along with, and and I drove away. And partway home, and I think, oh my god! I put I left that case of backing tracks sitting in the parking lot. Oh, I didn't load them in. So I went back, and when I got there, they were gone. And I'm like, oh no, oh my god, they're gone! Like I'm out of business. And then I thought, I am never going to replace those things. I am never going back to doing this again. I like I am done, right? It was it was just taken from me, and I could I was so happy. It was unreal.
0: I love stories like that when the universe just makes the decision for you. You're just like totally knocked off your feet.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I went from like this kind of complete despair to complete, you know, celebration. And then I worked for, you know, a couple of years as waiting tables and doing carpentry and stuff. And, And I was just so happy. It was, it was really fun. And then one day, you know, I got back into writing songs again and what happened during the the time that I was playing in the bars is I just stopped writing. I stopped playing. I never wanted to see a guitar when I was home, you know, when I wasn't working, I just lost any energy for playing music. But one day I was waiting on these two guys in the restaurant. I overheard them talking about their recording studio and, and it turned out they, you know, had a studio and they were producing albums and stuff like that. And I, we got, talking and a year later or so with with them i started recording with them and they were fantastic you know they had they were great players and you know we're good friends to this day i ended up doing five albums at their studio and they just loved my songs and they were so supportive and they were so skilled it had been yeah some of the guys that i worked with I did the odd demo here and there before that, and and it was just always kind of people didn't treat me very well. I do, they would smoke in the sessions, or they did, didn't really respect the songs and stuff. These guys were like, "Wow, these are you know these these are good songs," and they they could really bring a lot. They had a lot of chops, you know. They had great skills, and they had beautiful gear. And even though they were small too, they had this. They were working out of their parents' garage. But the one microphone they had was a Neumann U87, which is, you know, a $3,000 microphone. And then, you know, the next year they bought Harry Harry Belafonte's old Midas console, you know, brought it for $20,000 or $10,000 bucks and brought it up in a pickup and it barely fit in the garage. But there we were and like we were all growing together. And then the musicians that we started to bring in were like some really, really great players that were all really, you know, respectful and encouraging for me with my work. And like, you know, I was intimidated and they're saying, these are great songs. You know, we're happy to play, nice to play on real songs and, you know, stuff. It was like, it was just the best thing that could have happened, right?
0: How important is it who you collaborate with?
2: You know, it's so important. It's so important. And, you know, even when I'm writing power songs with people, I just recognized how important it is to work with people who, for me, are really like, I really appreciate your vulnerability and your courage and your sort of willingness to, you know, to jump in and, and that you're, you know, just a really safe person to work with because co-writing and any kind of collaboration is so much of a yes and kind of experience, right? That we've talked about where it's just very safe and we build on each other's ideas and we, create this momentum and we've all got skin in the game. And we, uh, Marshall Goldsmith, who's a pretty well-known coach, he's, he said his business started taking off when his clients improved because that's when he could do his best work. And so for me, I noticed that the songs that I've written that I love the most, and, and I've been pretty blessed really with the clients that I work with, but it's just people that are that really show up, you know, and we have fun, you know, we have fun together.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that you use the word skin in the game, because when I was working on my presentation today, this camera guy who I work with, he said, your podcast isn't about the number of downloads. It's about honing your craft and continuing to get better and refining those skills and every episode builds upon the previous one. I feel like in my career, it's the same thing. Like I really have bled to get where I'm at. I have paid my dues. And I think people appreciate people like that. Like I have been at this for 20 years. This is definitely wow. not an overnight success to where I am right now.
2: Holy cow. Yeah. Well, and to me, that's also where the joy is. Cause like I'm addicted to learning. I'm still going. To songwriting retreats and I just signed up for like this three-month intensive with a woman named Andrea Stolpe who is just like she's just brilliant songwriter and songwriting coach teaches at Berkeley and I flew to Yosemite last month to spend a week sitting at her feet and then it's like okay this is You know, this is so good, but, you know, I think what we realize, the more that you know, is you you really just realize how much more there is to know and you have a desire to get better and to really, you know, find your voice and what's, what do you really have to say. And also just to become, to make the process more fun and more playful and like creativity is just like, it's pure joy like that's the thing it isn't pure joy though if you do it in a way that it's like everything's really serious and oh that wasn't very good and it reflects badly on me and you know and you go on a tailspin into despair if a song doesn't work out or you know you don't get the response you wanted or you know what I mean so like to me the fact that you are on a journey that is that just is really always about I mean, I think that you can you can already do what you're doing at a really basic level. Like you don't have to be the greatest cellist in the world to play Danny Boy beautifully and to, you know, do that because it's just really tone and pitch and just doing that. You don't have to play a lot of fast notes.
0: Should we create a song?
2: Why not?
0: I mean, should we work our way backwards? Or no. should we come up with the title first? We got to come up with the oh, title no, first. We, ha-
2: we have our title, Rena.
0: Oh, we do?
2: Yeah. It's called Better Called Daddy.
0: All right. Well, yeah. I like the
2: title. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could. There's a lot of different ways to approach a song. But, you know, what I want to do is I want to write a, a power song, a theme song for your podcast. That's I what I would love to do. And so there's two places in the song where the title, their power positions, the first line and the last line of the song. I would like to write a song that would. I would like to start with Better Call Daddy. Right. And then what I want the song to do is to really make an, an immediately capture sort of the energy that your you know, that your podcast has. So people right away get like, Oh, who is this? You know, this sounds like fun. They lean in. Right. And then lyrically, well, musically too, but just create this connection and kind of a safety level, like an emotional connection. Cause music, music has this ability to like right away create an emotional response in people. Right. And then, you know, lyrically, what I'd love to do would be to sort of describe the things that you give people. Why would you listen, and and what do you do, and explain why? Why do we have to call daddy? Like, what's that about? Is there is there a problem here? Am I codependent? What did I mean? Like, I I bet you a lot of people think better to call daddy. Well, what's this about, right? So our song gives us a chance, and this is a short song, right? We're gonna like write like eight lines just to capture the essence of what your message is and what people can expect and get a sense of your personality. And songs are incredible. You know, you can just do so much with a song in a really, really short time. So how does that sound?
0: That sounds awesome. It's interesting that you said a safe space because one of the catchphrases for the show is the safe space for controversy. So I have used safe space also the reason i call my dad is like you said he's my most trusted advisor he's my confidant he is the person who gives me the yes and he always sees me in the best light even though he will give me pushback when needed he still gives me the benefit of the doubt
2: cool and who does he see you as
0: i think he sees me in a, as an extension of him
2: oh you're kind of living his dream and maybe
0: definitely even um, when I interviewed Jerry Springer. He said, I'm passing you the torch. I do feel like my dad wants to pass the torch. He, he says time and time again that that's what legacy is.
2: Okay, legacy. What I want to do is I kind of always want to write in real basic grade five language, right? Let's start with creating a musical idea for the title. You sent me a bunch of songs and and there were a bunch of things that I really liked that had certain kinds of feels and stuff. And there was one in particular that had kind of, it went real high and kind of came down it had, it's almost emotionally in a way, kind of like better call daddy, better call daddy, you better. So emotionally that's kind of like going. "Ah, Ah, So that's, that's the emotional feeling of that melody. It's built in like a song, like somewhere over the rainbow way up high. Right. And it gives you a hug, but first it lifts you. And so the melodies can take you on this emotional journey, right? people don't think about all this stuff, but that's what happens. I don't know why they, they feel a certain way, but what we want them to feel right away, as soon as they hear your is, you better call daddy. Cause you know, it's like, Oh, everything's okay. How do you like that for an idea for-
0: I do like that. that.
2: Okay. Do you want to try singing that? Better call daddy.
0: Better call daddy.
2: Oh, sweet. Okay. So better call daddy. I mean, we can fudge the you know the notes and stuff, but better call daddy. I'd like to do something like that kind of a- So what would be our second line? Better it's
0: very jazzy.
2: I like that. Well, I was kind of- I'll just grab my guitar here. Better call daddy Better call daddy It's very friendly kind of feeling, right? And I'm not playing jazz chords. Uh, you know, it's pretty straight up kind mm-hmm. of pop poppy kind of folky rocky kind of feeling i does like it john does that yeah. genre work
0: for you i like it
2: cool okay let's come up with some ideas for our second line better call daddy da, 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 da.
0: when you have some controversy in your life
2: <laughs> yeah let's give me give me some more ideas. i want to get, i want to stay real simple in our language and i want to stay light Okay. You know what struck me about, what did you say? Because he sees me in the best light. That's I really like when you said that. Better call daddy. Daddy, better call daddy. Daddy knows me best. Because, you know, daddy knows best. Father knows best. <laughs> but if you said daddy knows me best. Daddy call daddy. daddy. Oh, oh, but let's put it. Because he knows the me the best. <laughs> yeah but why don't we make it a you as so this is has a spirit of generosity for. Your oh history. that's true and we go um better call daddy daddy knows you best better call daddy daddy knows you uh, let's go cuz better call daddy cuz he knows you best better call daddy i like that does that
0: work yeah i like that better call daddy cuz so he knows up. you the best
2: Cause he knows you best. We don't need the thought.
0: Okay. Better, better call, call daddy, daddy cause, cause he knows you, best. knows you
2: best. Or we could go. Better call daddy. Daddy knows you best. Uh, better call daddy, cause he knows you best. Which one do you like better? Maybe the Doing second daddy one. Twice. Yeah, let's save the. Let's try that. Okay, for now, we everything's up for discussion, right? Okay. Better call daddy, cause he knows you best and it's really good to smile because yeah. it helps our creative juices flow and when things are not going well you say i'm depressed <laughs> right I better call daddy he knows you best better call uh we could say better call daddy again or we can say i like the idea of just saying it again because yeah know, it's so fun to say right
0: yeah 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 i like it okay. again
2: Okay, so let's try it. So better call, so we could rhyme best or we could not rhyme here.
0: I thought of zest.
2: Oh, okay, what could we say? Better call daddy cause he knows you best. Better call daddy cause he sees your zest. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you, I've got a rhyming dictionary going here and I'll just rhyme with best. I, I like, like sees your
0: zest. Either sees your zest or brings the zest.
2: Oh, cause he brings the zest. Yeah. Better call daddy cuz he... okay let's try that, cuz he brings, I love, I like that, cuz he brings the zest, that's fun. Yeah. Two, three, let's sing it together, two, three, four, better call daddy cuz knows, you, knows best. you best. There's a lag time, try it yourself with the beat if you want, one, okay. two, three, better call,
0: better call daddy cuz he knows you best, better call daddy cuz he's
2: bringing the zest cause he's bringing the zest. Oh, that's more fun to sing than he brings the zest. Better call daddy cause it brings the zest. Better call daddy, he's bringing the zest. It's more fun to sing. Songwriting is basically decision making, right? It's like, there's the options. Okay, better call daddy cause it knows you best. Better call daddy cause he brings the zest. No, he sees me as I am. He something like let's make that a yeah. He sees me a, as I am, or he
0: sees okay. me um, at my best. He sees
2: me. I was thinking of even something like he sees who I can be, or what. What are some things you you said? He about sees me as said. an
0: extension of him.
2: Yeah, who sees me as an extension of him? Too many syllables.
0: He sees oh, he, me as his mini me, the he son is. he never had.
2: Like if you went to him with a problem, I'm thinking more that way as as opposed yeah. to, you know, this idea of like if you went to him and you were having a bad day, why would you call daddy? Because he doesn't ever judge me. Okay. He takes me as I am. He sees me as I am. He believes in who I am. Any of those? He sees me judgment true? free. I just don't want to go to. Judgment is
0: too big reason. of a word.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, it's kind of a, like I always say, you know, John Lennon could have said, all that's really required here is, you know, empathy, uh, understanding and compassion, but he said, all you need is love. Yeah. Because what I'm trying to do is get, keep people out of their heads. Yeah. The the heads is where, you know, the the red Mm. zone is worry and fear and all that stuff. We want to be in our bodies. So, right. Better call daddy because he knows you best. Better call daddy because he brings the zest. Oh, well, this is now we're in the second person of a U. So we can't go, he sees me as as I am. Okay. Um, Better call daddy because he knows you best. Better call daddy because he brings the, he's bringing the zest Oh Daddy, just you as you. because daddy. Sees who you can be. Sees what you daddy. can be. Sees what Biden? you can
0: be. That's so good. You like it? Yeah, he sees okay, what daddy. you can be.
2: Daddy two, three, four, one. Sees who you can be. I like that in the second person still. Yes. Okay, cool. That's uh, really I'm good. Right. I'm really liking this. Better call daddy because he knows you best. Yeah, better, call better call daddy because
0: he's bringing the zest.
2: Oh, Daddy, Caesar, you can, you can be. be. So we get that little bit of space. Daddy, wow, wow, Caesar, you can be. We could do a whoa, wow. That's cute. Daddy, wow, wow, Caesar, you, you can, can be. Or could the Daddy, caesar, you, you can leave a space. Daddy, caesar, you can be. be. What I would like this song to do is to tell people how to access Daddy inside themselves. Because otherwise, I mean, it's great to have that relationship, but you know, not everybody is as lucky as you are in that yeah. respect. And, and in fact, I would say what you have is rare and, you know, and so special and unique, obviously, right? But if daddy, what if daddy is that voice that says, yes, and and that is the cheerleader for you and that remembers who you are when you feel, when you lose sight of who you are, right? So... Better call him daddy, cause he knows he best. Well, better call him daddy, cause he's bringing the best. daddy, hey. Caesar, you can be. Oh yeah, you better call daddy, I'm deep inside. I, I, better, something like that. Better call daddy. What can we say there?
0: That's actually good. Deep inside?
2: Okay, well, how do you make sense of that then? Because he's...
0: In your eyes.
2: Okay, it's something deep inside, let's do that. But we have to make sense of that, we'll do that in a second. Better call daddy, something in your eyes. Because so, daddy
0: can also honestly be like a higher power.
2: Yeah, yeah. Have you seen that Ted Talk, Benjamin Zander about, anyway, he's a conductor, he, he's a conductor of a, a, a classical group in Boston and he talks, he's really amazing. It's like one of the most watched Ted Talks in the world and um, he talks about shining eyes and he says you know what am i doing that my employees eyes are not shining or as the conductor he said what he realized was that as the conductor he didn't play a single note what he had to do was to get bring that forth in all of his players that he was completely dependent on that and you know he said you know as a conductor if they're not playing well and there's no life in the music he could say oh, he could be grumpy and blame them and say why don't they play with more feeling and you know all that stuff or he can say personal responsibility he can say what am i doing that my players eyes are not shining You know, what what am I doing that my wife's eyes are not shining? So then it could also be, what am I doing to myself that my own eyes are not shining? What am I telling myself about? What story am I saying? You could never do that. You're you're no good. You don't, no one loves you. You know, like, and this is how we default, right? This is our default, the fear and worry and all these things. That kind of low vibration, low quality energy thinking is where that's the default because we default to safety. And so we're constantly, so this is a tool to get us out of that space. Better call daddy. Say, da, sparkle in your eyes. Put a sparkle he
0: calls eyes. me that.
2: No, what does he call you?
0: Yeah, the apple of his eye, you know, like.
2: You're the apple of his eye. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like when you have somebody that you're the apple of their eye, like you can do no wrong, right? They just love you. Talk about
0: Exactly. Safety.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Better call daddy, you're the apple. Of, better call daddy deep inside. Better call daddy, you're the apple in his eye.
0: eye. I'd like to do eye. that
2: one for yeah, you're the apple. You're the apple in his eye. In his eye. Cool, good one, can five or not.
1: <laughs> okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. so what about <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that, that one will do that one next. Yeah. But we need the second line. Better call daddy But deep inside. He's living deep inside or something. He'll be by your he'll be. He'll
0: by be your by side. your side.
2: He'll be, okay, let's try that. We'll just say yes and to that because why not, right?
0: Let's see he'll, how that fits.
2: He'll be by your side. Better call daddy. I like that. Yeah. He'll be by your side. Better call daddy, you're the apple in his eye. The apple of his eye, apple in his eye. And we don't need plural, right? Better call daddy, he'll be by his side. Better call daddy, you're the apple in his eyes. Better in his eyes or his eye? I
0: think his eyes,
2: yeah. the apple in his eye. You know what? We don't need yes because the saying is, you're the apple. He's the apple in your eye. The apple of his eye.
0: We'll I don't have know. To look look it up. Yeah
2: that whatever if we don't have the s yes, then it's one less thing to put there and it creates more space yeah See, apple and his eye d- daddy b- better call, uh, daddy come better come better come i should be recording these two three four better call daddy cuz he knows you best better daddy come, call daddy, daddy, goes goes daddy Caesar, you can be Better call daddy, cause he's by your side. Better call daddy, or the opposite, i daddy. daddy, knows you best. We could end with that line, you know, repeat, or we can say something else. What do you think? Daddy, let's just say the word out. Do you want to just, you probably don't have it written out. I'll, I'll read it. I'll just read it. Better call daddy, cause he knows you best better call daddy because he's bringing the zest daddy sees who you can be okay so i'm thinking we're setting up for a rhyme with b i'm going to read it again better call daddy because he knows you best better call daddy because he's bringing the zest daddy sees who you can be better call daddy he'll be by your side better call daddy you're the apple in his eye daddy sees who you can be we could do that well, this will be your power song that you can sing every morning to lift you up and just, you're going to feel so happy singing this song. And and it's going to make your listeners feel like instantly happy, right? That's the, amazing. Because we'll we'll do like a really cool production of this that'll sound super, super cool. I love but, it. So it could be Caesar You Can Be. So we've got one option, right? But let's yeah. try a few. Let's try a few so we're not just being lazy and settling. Okay.
0: Like,
2: he believes the idea that he believes in you. What else did you write? You sent me some stuff about uh, creativity, carry the torch. How about legacy. he believes
0: in your destiny?
2: Believes in it's a bit long. Leave a legacy.
0: Ooh, legacy too. is Really, Ooh, I feel like legacy. legacy is a key part of it.
2: It's tricky to get it in better. Called it. It's also kind of a heavy, like... There's, there's probably lighter ways to describe, you know, having an impact or making yeah. a difference or whether legacy is pretty laden. Uh, yeah. It feels like, oh, I don't know if I've got the energy to leave a legacy. Could I just leave? Uh, could I just cheer you up? You know? <laughs> okay. Better call daddy because he knows you best. Okay. Let me just try singing it with okay. that line. See who so you can be and see if we feel good or we feel let down by repeating that line. Okay. Okay. Better call daddy cause he knows you best Better call daddy cause he's bringing the zest Daddy easy you can be Better call daddy he'll be by your side Better call daddy you the apple in his eye Yeah daddy easy you can be I think that's enough Yeah daddy Knows who you can be. Yep. Knows who you can be, sees who you can be. Knows who you can. Believes who you can, believes in who you can be. It's too many syllables. No, sees who you can be. Um, Knows who you
0: can be. I think, yeah, just saying it one other way, maybe. Okay,
2: Okay, so let's just, before we walk away from this, because this is going really well. This is, you're so fun That's
0: so good.
2: Yeah, cool. This is, I, I love writing with you. It's, uh, yeah, you're just so, uh, you're easy to write with, yeah.
0: Thank you. If you need yeah. more time, we could schedule for a follow-up.
2: Well, what, what I think we can do is just revisit this tomorrow or the next day and just see how you still like it.
0: I um, love it. So, I'm singing yeah, it now.
2: Me too. I, I think we're on to something. <laughs> um, the, the one thing is that we, we do have a choice because B be, Caesar, you can be, we're not married to any rhyme scheme, there's no so we could go seize you as you are, seize your
0: possibility.
2: Um, better call daddy because he knows you best. Better tell daddy because he's bringing the z
0: daddy
2: sees possibilities, daddy sees because daddy sees the possibility. It's a little uh, better call daddy because he knows you best. Daddy, better daddy, call daddy because he's, he's bringing the sense. sense. Oh daddy sees the possibility. Better call daddy, he'll be by your son. side. Better call daddy, yeah. you're the apple. I call daddy the Caesar you can be. Yep. Yeah, I'm daddy. So we could do that. I mean, I sort of like that because there's a progression, right? Daddy, daddy sees the possibility. I like that daddy too. Daddy sees the possibility. Daddy sees the possibility. Kind of Even sees
0: possibility and saying it, enunciating the words like you
2: did, I like that. Okay, so what if we didn't do daddy in that spot? What if we went better come, daddy, call daddy, cause he knows you best. Better come, oh, daddy, because he sees possibilities. Ooh, I like that. Okay, he sees possibilities. Ooh, that's fun because it's got he sees. Possibilities. Possibilities. Ooh, I like that. Possibilities. Better call Daddy. He'll be by your side. Better call Daddy. All he is ask He sees who you can be. He sees just who you can, can be. I, don't, I want another syllable. Another he little word there. Sees. Daddy, you can be.
0: He believes just he who you can,
2: you can be. be. Oh, we okay because he believes in who you can be. I sort of like he sees yeah who you can. But he sees all that you can be. That's,
0: that's good.
2: What? Yeah. Okay. I think that's it, Rena. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how he just kind of it feels right, right?
0: It's memorable.
2: Yeah, and I yeah, like the repetition. Yeah, it definitely has. He sees, right? It's fun to, to do that. And then people
0: want to be the he people want to see what daddy can see.
2: Yes, exactly. And it's rhymes. It's like, (laughs) we get all these E I like, like he sees uh, all that you can be and possibility, like all these E rhymes. It's way more fun to go, you know, daddy sees. You know, it's like, he sees, it's fun, right? I just want to go, he sees, you can be, right. like That's good. Hit. Hey, you
0: can use it. You're a daddy too. I'd yeah. love to hear what your daughter thinks of
2: this. You know, that's interesting because I wasn't thinking about this from the, the standpoint of just singing this for my daughter. And the question is, would it be true? Could she sing this song about our relationship, right? And, and she's 21 and just became a helicopter pilot. Right. And I uh, just started this week. She did her first commercial paid flight. Like she's not just ground crew anymore. She's, she's done the thing. And I did write her a song, but this one's way more fun. And so would she say better call daddy. Cause he knows you best. Yeah. I know her better call daddy. Cause he's bringing the zest. Yeah. I try to, I want to, you know, you aspire to that. He sees possibilities. He sees possibilities. Totally. Better call daddy, he'll be by your side. Yep, better call daddy, you're the apple in his eye, totally. And he sees all that you can be, yeah. To some extent, I mean, she sees it even more. I never dreamt she'd wanna be a helicopter pilot, but you know. Okay, let's sing the whole thing from the top. I wish we could sing together, but the time lag is, do you wanna try to sing it at once yourself? I'll sing it along with you. Okay, do your best, but the time lag is always, It just doesn't work with Zoom, right? One, two, three, four. Better, Better call daddy cause he knows your best. best. Better call, Better call daddy, daddy cause he's bringing the best. He, he sees
1: possibilities.
2: I like it. Better call daddy, he'll be by your side. Better call daddy, he'll be up in his eye. He, he sees, sees all you that can
0: you be. can be. Easy all that you can be. Yeah.
2: We're yeah,
0: good. that's really good. We Truthfully, I think we yeah. nailed it.
2: I think so, too. I love it. Better call, Daddy. And that what does that mean? You know, hopefully what that will trigger for you is I need to call my best self. I need Ooh. to remember who am I? I'm the apple of my dad's eye. I'm, you know, I'm bringing the zest, right? Yes. Better call daddy, cause he knows you best. You could have just a tiny stinger of your song. You don't have to sing the whole song. So you can use snippets of that in your, maybe on your voicemail. You could go, better call daddy, cause he knows you best. Hey, it's Rena here. So glad you called. You know, can't do it. he sees all that you can be. You know, something to end it, right? Leave your numbers. One, two, three. Right, there you go
0: i love that that's so good i know we've gone a little bit over is there anything that you would like to ask my daddy
2: oh hmm the reason i do these things is because i just feel like there's such a up and down whether you're an artist or you're an entrepreneur and and i just see it in everybody's life that there's these kind of you know highs and lows and it's just like sometimes life just feels like such a roller coaster so i'm super interested in in tips and strategies for quickly getting out of the lows and getting back to like that to because you know with the chart of vibrations that low energy is those low vibes are shame and fear and those really low vibrations and there's no fun and there's no love and joy and abundance those are those things that we want to manifest and and the things that we want to have in our lives those are high vibration things so i'm kind of curious what tips and tricks that your dad would have to pass on to me and to your listeners and to you. Keep, get our perspective back quickly and to remember who we are and to bring the zest, you know, for ourselves.
0: I love that. That's a great question. I can't wait to hear what my daddy has to say. I like singing it better with you because I like the guitar.
2: Just snap your fingers. So that's the main thing is to keep the beat. Okay. Better call call daddy.
0: daddy, better call daddy cause it knows you best.
2: Because he knows you best. Better call daddy because he knows you best. Try that.
0: Better call daddy because he
2: knows you best. Nice. We could go even higher for you, I think.
0: Yeah. Better call daddy because he knows you best.
2: Beautiful. You're a great singer. That, this is going to totally rock.
0: Oh, thank you. Uh, he sees all said. that you can be.
2: Yeah, that's in D. key of D for you. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a recording of this just with my phone, nothing fancy, in that key with me screeching it out. And I'll cool, give it cool. to you without me too. Okay. So nice. you have that. Then um, I can memorize it. Yeah, and then you can learn it and I'll type it up and I'll send it to you with the chords and stuff. Okay, I'll just do that right now. Only other thing I'd say is that if people want to write a power song with me, this is the process that I take them through, except that I give them the deep dive worksheet, I give them a bunch of questions to reflect on their life and what they wish they could have their life look like and where they're stuck. And then even if they're not good singers, what happens is we make these declarations about, you know, what do you want your life to look like? It's a big deal. When you say as for me you know my power song i got a house on the water and someone to love i laugh and sing and work and play i'm living in the flow helping people grow joy and adventure every day and i wrote that song four years ago when i was did not have a house on the ocean and i did not have someone to love and i wasn't doing that much uh, meaningful work and now all of those things are true so i don't guarantee the results but um you know, they can always call their daddy if they don't, if they're not happy. But anyway, that's, that's the whole thing with power songs. And so people can now see what it, what the process is like, kind of.
0: I love that. And I'm so glad that you've made all of those things happen.
2: Yeah. Okay. So thanks so much, Rena. I appreciate your courage and your vulnerability and your, you know, just how uh, willing and, and how talented you are. It's been really fun to work with you.
0: Amazing. And I'm happy to send you the raw footage if that's helpful and the edited version.
2: Totally. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I'd love to have it.
0: Now, let's switch it over to Grandpa.
1: Lowry, I think that you are a very talented person. And your strength is actually collaborating with people that respect you, that are positive. And you asked me a very interesting question about how do you recover from some of the high and low moments in your life? And I think that the answer is really very simple. It's making sure that you are comfortable in doing your music and helping other people. And I think that you have to be able to pivot and be able to have patience to let other people get involved with you, even though you've obviously been hurt many times in your life, working in uh, bars and working on the road. (laughs) It's a smelly, dirty job and can be very frustrating at times. And I'm sure you've been disrespected many, many times. And to find people that have high quality and people that want to collaborate you with your creativity is how you're going to be successful and how you can turn things around. So when you are having a low moment, remember that it doesn't matter what other people say or think, and don't think for them. Don't make it too big of a pimple on your face. What you have to do is be able to roll with the punches and say to yourself, I don't want to be a bad guy. I only want to be a good guy. I want to be a sport. And if you do that, you'll have less low moments and much more high moments. What
0: I was thinking too is, if you can resolve the low moments and grow from them and actually have the difficult conversations, that's how you
1: up level. I agree 100%. And the way you collaborated with Rena on this song, the Better Call Daddy song, or to make a new theme song, I just loved it. I just loved the back and forth between the two of you. And I'm sure you do this with other people. And that's where you gain your strength because you're listening to others. You're able to collaborate in a positive way, and it really builds strength with you. Unfortunately, it isn't everyday life. The more that you are able to do your music and be creative is where you gain your strength, as I've said before. And you have to understand that there are going to be moments where that doesn't exist. And you have to be able to say, hey, I just have to keep finding good answers and better answers and not let anything get me down. And you do that, believe it or not, there's less. Low moments, but there's a lot of nasty people out there in the world. There's a lot of people that are hurt and get depressed and want to take it out on others. We all have to be able to understand that we're human and the way that we can gain wisdom and where we can gain maturity as time goes on is by experiencing a way of always improving where we've been.
0: How do you like how he tied
1: it to his own daughter? Oh, I, I loved it. And that's what the Better Call Daddy show is about. And he even mentioned that, what am I about with this show with you? It's really where you're an extension of me. And I agree with that. And I believe that we want to be able to see the next generation be better than than the previous generation. And we're hoping to show a guiding light to have some kind of continuum. Isn't that what Lowry would like to see out of his daughter also, is that she's able to shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars as well, and where she can count on him as well to be a better person and also to be a better person of himself as well. She's going to the moon in a helicopter. (laughs) Well, I think she might have to use a rocket ship.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts